You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Please show some love to my sponsors, Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, and Black Flies Eyewear. Stick around at the end of the show. I'm going to be giving you guys some promo codes that you can get some discounts and some free stuff from those companies. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. Head over to the Question Everything page at SullenRadio.com. And since I am currently lowering my cholesterol and making some changes to my diet, I would appreciate you guys sending me your best plant-based recipes. This is also a good way to submit questions for any upcoming guests or questions you might have about the podcast. Also, if you're into traditional tattoos and sacred geometry and you would like to get tattooed by me, you can send an email to joe at sullenradio.com. We can definitely get something going. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This conversation you're about to hear with tattooer Matt Jordan from New Zealand was done during a busy day of tattooing for Matt, so you'll hear some background noise, talking, and other nonsense. Try not to let it bother you. If it does... I'd refer you right back to the Question Everything page at SullenRadio.com, which is also my complaint department. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, and this is my conversation with tattooer Matt Jordan. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Welcome to Sullen Radio. I'd like to welcome my guest today is tattooer Matt Jordan from uh, Auckland, New Zealand. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you going? Uh, you know what? I'm doing great. I was excited to talk to you. Um, you know, Jeremy cool. turned me on to your work and, you know, it's amazing. You know, we were talking a little bit before, um, you know, what you prefer, whether you prefer black and gray or color, because as I look at your Instagram, I see you know, there's a mix. It's definitely, you do a, a stretch of these color, you know, beautiful color pieces and then a stretch of black and gray and it kind of flip-flops back and forth. Um, yeah. And I, I'm curious if you are if you prefer one or the other and you said black and gray. It's just what you're digging right now? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I probably prefer black and gray, but like I was saying, it's, maybe it's just laziness. <laughs> right. Like, um, because, you know, color can be a nightmare and I, I, I prefer, prefer to do color work and, and layers, you know, like I'll do a color portrait in, in a couple of sessions at, at least normally. So mm -hmm. for the customer, it's hard. And when I'm traveling, it's impossible. So a lot of the time I do end up doing black and gray, but, but I, you know, I love, I love black and gray. It's beautiful. And sometimes it's just um better that way, but yeah. you know, I, I still love color and appreciate it. And um, when, like I was always taught to be able to do everything, like in my apprenticeship, it was pretty old school and, they were like, you have to do whatever comes in the door, you know. So mm -hmm. I, to an extent, I've carried that through to my tattooing now. I, I like to, you know, try new stuff and different things. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that time apprenticing. Um, where where did you get your start at? Um, well, it's a pretty long story. I'll try and cut it down. Um, my, my dad was a tattooist. Um uh, a long time ago and um in Christchurch in New Zealand he was like a you know rad old bikey dude who had a tattoo shop kind of thing and um he, he died when I was young when I was about six years old but I I always you know remember being at the tattoo shop and loving that and um I, when I left school I got into normal work and I was like what am I fucking doing you know like I, I just wanted to be tattooing so mm -hmm. um 
yeah, so I just got, I got into tattooing at home, you know, like I was a scratcher for a few years and did some awful tattoos on me and my friends and then I got a break and got an apprenticeship um, and with a guy called Steve Johnson and um, yeah, that was cool. It was, it was crazy times, but I, I learned a lot of things at, at the shop there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. That's crazy. So you, you had this, uh, there's a lot of uh, background noise, just so you know, um, talking that that's coming through that'll be hard to um, edit out. Just uh, okay. yeah, I'll just try and get somewhere quieter. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, talk, you know, it, it's uh, shit. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Talk about that uh, again. Talk about that early time, you know, in your apprenticeship. Um, what was that yeah. like for you? And did you, it seems like you know, you talked about your father and, and he was a tattoo artist and you had that drive, like from early on, you just tried to do the, you know, what might people might say is the right thing and got a normal job, but that thing was just pulling at you. How, how did you, uh, how did you approach, um, the person to get your apprenticeship? Um, well, I'd, I'd been tattooing, you know, for a few years now, just at home, and, like, I was okay. I was, I was pretty awful, though. Like, my artwork wasn't up to scratch, and, and um, you know, like, I thought I was doing really good tattooing my friends and that, and and um, so I was, I was pretty bad. And then I, I kind of guess I started to cotton on a bit, and I tried a bit harder, and then I just went into this tattoo shop where I was getting tattooed, this old guy, Steve Johnson, and um, he's like... He's been tattooing since before my dad started, you know, like Whoa. he was, he was like a legend, legend tattooist in New Zealand back in the day. Um, he died in the last few years. I think he was in his sixties. Um, but so like, you know, he'd been around forever and, um, I was just going in there, pestering them, didn't leave, you know, like, and he knew that I wanted it real bad and he knew my dad, my, he'd tattooed my dad and, you know, he, he knew that I'd lost him and that I, I was doing it because I really wanted to do it. And, uh-huh. and I guess um, and just you know, he he's seen that in me, and and then a, a friend of mine was working there, and he had, he left, and um he was like, well you know you can be the new guy, and, and he was like, you want to do an apprenticeship, and I was like, yeah that'd be amazing. And my apprenticeship was pretty much just here's a tattoo to do, so you know. <laughs> get it done. So he just and you know I just worked with my guts out there, and yeah, it was cool though. It was good to have that old school sort of um like introduction into tattooing, you know, it really, you know. Yeah. Do you think that helps you? How, how do you think that helps you out now having that experience of actually, because you kind of had both experiences of working at home and, and trying to, you know, learn on your own, but then you were, you had an opportunity to go and have somebody help you out or be around people that could help you out. What do you, what does that give you now, you know, in your work today? It just, yeah, just, I don't know, I think it all really helped, like, and the fact that I had normal jobs before I tattooed as well, like, you know, I worked on a farm, I worked at the fisheries, filleting fish for a living, you know, I did, I did stuff, yeah, I definitely think that helped out, you know, and made it um, easier now, being, you know, now we own the shop, and um, having, you know, kind of learned the hard way, I guess, to an extent, you know, having, it wasn't the best apprenticeship, but it was, it was kind of made it better in some ways, you know, yeah, everything, definitely, do After you do that, do you do a lot of traveling right now? Uh, right now, I do. I have I haven't before. Um, so the last couple of years, I've only just started traveling, and it's um it's been really cool. I've um 
been over to the London Convention a couple of times and uh, over to Australia a bit, you know, and um, Europe. So it's been really nice to get out and, you know, meet some of my favorite tattooists and finally and um, kind of get inspired and learn from them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, you're coming over to Ink and Iron um, in shit, man, just a month, about a month away. And uh, that's you're going to be your first time here in America. Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. Like ever, ever since going back to when my apprenticeship, my, my boss, he spent a lot of time in, in America and, you know, he worked with um, like Kerry Barber and um, the yeah. Dutchman in Canada and stuff. And he always talked so fondly about it. And he had all these mad American cars. And so like, I always was like, man, I'm going to do that when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm finally coming over. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to come over and see some cars and, and um, do some cool tattoos and that. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, it seems uh, that your work is kind of leaning towards a larger scale. That's what you're wanting to do. Um, you know, talk about that transition from. It seems like a fairly, you know, traditional. Well, traditional in the sense that you went into a shop apprenticeship and um, you know learned professional from somebody that was professional. And talk about that transition from those, you know, maybe doing smaller tattoos to now. You know, you transition to this time where you're doing larger scale work, and is the approach different for you um, when it is larger yeah, scale like that? Definitely. Like when when I in my apprenticeship, when I first sort of went, I want to do a realistic tattoo. I did the first real one. I I kind of did and worked out and tried real hard on with my friend's leg. I did his whole leg. It was like four faces, so they were huge. And um, <laughs> and kind of I went from that and did some really big stuff. I did like a kind of half a body on another friend of big sort of semi-realistic faces. And then I kind of slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller until I'm spending like seven hours doing this rose, like the size of my hand, you know? So it's kind of now I'm kind of full circle. Like I'm heading back to trying to do bigger stuff and like I've got a few, you know, quite a few backs and kind of big scale pieces. And I'm just trying to work out ways of making them good technically, but not spend too long on them. Right. You know? With that early stuff I was doing so fast, but it was very simple. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to kind of integrate sort of like both of those styles that I had, I guess, to make this new thing, you know, that's still detailed, you know, to, to look at, but, you know, it's going to look really good from across the room and, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah, have that. In. That's something with that hyper realism that you, you know, that is not as seen as often, you know, the, the, the mixing of the very, very super hyper realistic and the bigger, bolder fields of, you know, either open skin or you have motion through there with, you know, however you're working it, you know, with the, with the artwork, but there's that mix of open plane and very detailed. Yeah. I feel like you lose um, the realism sometimes on the bigger pieces, you know, like to an extent. So, well, I feel like I do. So I'm, I'm trying to just kind of work out in my head what, you know, to, to get them that big and make them look sick, you know. And I've been having fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got at the moment in the shop, like we're all tattooing and there's, I've got three guys here that I've done full backs on. Um, like my customer for today, I'm working on a friend just hanging out and one of the other guys getting tattooed by um, Steve Butcher. I did his back as well. So it's kind of cool, like to see them rolling in, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they're starting to come through and it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Can't wait to do some more. Yeah. It's got to be inspiring to have a lot of, you know, guys around you that are, 
just as stoked on tattooing as you, you know, doing tattoos at a high, high level and, um, you know, have that kind of similar mindset. Definitely. Yeah. And want to push, yeah, I'm really lucky. you know, push really it. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. What's so besides, uh, um, what would you th- say is your, going to be your favorite thing or most exciting thing about coming over here? Um, you said the cars and, and you want to see some, some cars. Uh, is there anything else that you want to do over here that, that you just have heard about that, that, uh, um, I don't know. Like it's just, and can I've always been, you know, everyone always talks about it and, you know, we're way down tucked in the bottom of, you know, earth. <laughs> it's, it's come and come and do the Ink and Iron convention. It's going to be rad. And, um, I'm going to come and hang out at Fallon hopefully for a couple of days if they'll have cool. me and, and maybe do a couple of photos there. So that'd be cool. And, uh, what I'm, what else am I, I'm, me and my friend, um, Boko, um, that I work with, we're going to go and do a guest spot at Timeline beforehand with, um, with the guys there. Yeah. So, very cool. That's exciting. Cause I'm, I, I really look up to those dudes, you know, um, like they're, you know, I look at their work and it's kind of, you know, very, very um, inspiring for me, you know, and, and all of us at the shop here. So mm-hmm. it's going to be cool to just go and get a bit closer to all that and, you know, take it in and, um, you know, learn basically. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, an exciting show for, you know, definitely. Um, it's a, it's a cool venue, you know, having like the three levels of the ship and, and, uh, so many good artists there, you know, a lot of it, you know, a lot of inspirational shit going down uh, on a weekend like that, where you are at a high level show. Um, and then you mix that up, man. I think one thing for me, I've always known for a fact that I benefited from was guest spotting. And so you mix it up a trip, you know, one, it's your first trip to America Two, you're going to a dope show and three, you mix it in with a guest spot too. And you, you get this whole experience with it, man. It sounds exciting. Oh yeah. You definitely, you come home kind of doubting yourself, but also pushing yourself, you know, every time, you know, getting out to someone else's shop is the best thing you can do. Like even not just tattoo wise, but just how they deal with people or how they run their shop or like, you know, like, and just that everyone's, you know, attitude, like, it's always inspiring, and, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you take bad things from it that you wouldn't do, and mostly it's good stuff, though, you know, so yeah. I, I definitely think that the quickest way to, to learn and grow as an artist is to just get out there and see other people doing it, you know. Well, you, yeah, you touch on a point where I was thinking about the other day, you know, as we, as I think about my own art, you know, I, you try to pinpoint those inadequacies and that's not fun to do that because it, you know, you want to feel like, you know, you do things really well, but when you see somebody that's at a whole nother level than you with a particular thing, man, it just, one, it lights a fire under your ass. You know, it should, it should light a fire under your ass to learn what you can to get better and improve the, you know, the areas of your art that, that, uh, you know, do make you uncomfortable, you know, that, that you don't really put the effort into, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Definitely, I, I get that feeling a lot, you know, and we're working with, um, like in, in the shop where, you know, we opened a, um, ship shape tattoo. We opened it maybe two years ago now, I think. And I, I work with three other guys and um, my wife and, and like these guys, when they come to the shop, you know, they could tattoo, they were pretty good. And that's, that's why we took them on. We've seen something in them, but you know, they're just, they're just, flying past me at 100 miles an hour you know it's, it's terrifying <laughs> it's real I'm, I'm so proud of them but but at the 
same time it's like you're like oh shit okay right you know like <laughs> what am i gonna do what, what what's yeah. next you know what what are you gonna do? You know, it it's the question I think that everybody has. It's like I see all this stuff. I want to, you know, stay kind of relevant within yeah. the within you know artistically, but I also want to do something that's unique or or try to mix something in that's that's gonna set myself apart. So, you know, what do you think you do to do that? How do you do that in your art right now? Because there's so many badass dudes tattooing, guys and girls. You know, dudes. Is, it's there's so many good people tattooing. That how do you set yourself apart? You know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard, man. Like it feels like everything's been done, and kind of to an extent, everything has been done. So you know, now it's just um, you know trying to you know improve. If you're going for realistic, how can you be more realistic and how can you make your last longer and better? And, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, you know, that's it. Re- like I say, reinventing yourself to an extent with me trying to do this bigger scale work and make it look good. You know, like it's, it's kind of like starting again sometimes, you know, like obviously you've still got your core techniques and, and, you know, way you do things, but yeah, so you just got to have fun and, you know, really kind of just embrace it and realize that, it can get better. I always look and go, man, you know, how's tattooing ever going to get any better than these guys that are doing it now? Mm-hmm. Some of these crazy dudes you see. And, but then it just does. And then we some new kid that just like, you know. <laughs> is blowing. Yeah. Things. You can find so much shit on, in, even just on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Instagram has been so good for the, you know, for the industry. It's just like helped us all grow so much getting to, even just getting to kind of know someone online that you look up to is, you know, yeah. really cool. Like follow someone and see how they do things and break it down, you know. It, it helps you grow so fast. Yeah. That's, I guess, why we've got, to an extent, we've got these amazing people that have been tattooing, you know, one year, two years, and they're just, oh, just phenomenal, you know. It's yeah, they're, they're taking that information in. I mean, it's so accessible now. And it's so, you know, easy to get. They're taken in. They're getting connected. Um, you know, they're they're doing those things that they have to do to increase their talent. And because the information's right there accessible to them, it happens so much quicker, you know. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, it's right there for them to grab. Like, when, and I'm not, I've only been tattooing 11 years, but even when I started, like, you know, we didn't have a computer or we didn't even have a printer at the first, you know, where I did my apprenticeship. It was like, draw this. Uh, yeah, they like it, but draw it 15% bigger, you know. <laughs> so Shit. You go from that and making your own needles to just now, you just it's just on a plate, man. And like, you know, for the for the really driven guys that are really trying, like it's just, you know, it's just throwing them, you know, they're just out of control. Yeah, I yeah. think you have to, I think, I think a person has to use all the tools that they have at their disposal, you know, the best machines, the best inks, the best, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you're going to do this at such a high level, you should be using all the tools that you have available, you know, for sure. Yeah. So uh, have you gotten into, uh, have you gotten into digital yet? Uh, Drawing digital or doing anything digital in your preparation? No, I'm pretty good at crude Photoshop. I'm good at, I'm like a master of bad Photoshop. Um, <laughs> and just sticking things together once I've printed them out, I do a bit of that. And yeah, um, no, no, I'm awful. I've, I've had a go on a tablet at, at drawing. I see, you know, like um, crazy dudes like that Mr. Disc, you know, like just yeah. killing it 
and I'd, I'd love to be able to do that, but I'm just going to let him have that one, I think. Um, <laughs> I can't get my head around it. Yeah. Well, man. But it, 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 yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm hopefully um, soon going to have uh, be working on a Wacom tablet. I want to go completely digital, man. It's like for me. I don't see the point not to. At this point, it's it's affordable um, to a certain degree, and it's. Uh, I think the biggest thing for people, and I've talked to my buddy Matt Hodell, and I've talked to Russ Abbott, and I'm going to be talking in in depth with Russ Abbott about it, um, and about how they, you know, they just had Wacom is uh, one of the companies that makes these tablets that a lot of these artists are using, and they had this, you know, big get together at uh, I think it was Hell City. Um, and so I'm going to talk to Russ about that, but you know, shit, man, I, I've been doing some drawings lately that I just, I don't see why I shouldn't be digital, man. There's so many things that I could cut down on time in doing, you know, things that can be straightened out so much easier. Um, I had, I had done part of a drawing and it had, uh, this, you know, a hand and a, and an earring in it. And then I wanted to, you know, change the position of the hand and uh put a rose in the hand and i'm thinking to myself well shit man if i was digital i could just put another layer do it real quick and you know move on and so i think i think it's going to be something that more and more artists are definitely getting into and um the big thing is going to be that that leap you know making the leap to and i've talked to like i said i talked to matt about it making the leap to drawing on the tablet and drawing with both hands so yeah yeah it's crazy yeah like i yeah i definitely think it's going that way you know it's, it's rad the boys have got a you know the wacom or however you say yep. <laughs> the pad you know that so they can draw in their photoshop and stuff with that on their yes. computers and and um you know it's going that way like i'd love to get one of those tablets to take with me or even just a pad to draw on um, my you know my my laptop which i do you know need and take everywhere with me you know mm-hmm. it, it all kind of revolves around that to an extent yeah yeah but it's, it, it's cut out a lot of time you know definitely yeah and the other day i seen like a i seen a video of someone with a, a stencil machine that printed like 300 dpi and i was like what the shit like I, yeah, yeah that's um <laughs> i've i've heard that uh i've that mentioned i was listening to another podcast um uh called the tattoo mentor podcast by uh keith caramello and uh, he had guy atchison and russ abbott on there and they were talking about that um it's made by spirit this this uh printer is um you know the the spirit the um stencil paper company they started making some stencil application products and things like that and then i guess they partnered with brother the the printer company and put put together this this printer that will it's thin it's um like a like a slender um rectangular shape and you put the stencil paper right in it and it prints your digital copy of whatever you want straight to the paper through the through the printer i mean and i guess you know from what keith was saying on his podcast he's you know the the quality is like you've never seen i couldn't believe it what i've seen it in like i was like just I'm still just like in doubt, like no, no, no. <laughs> but that you know, I've seen it, so I guess it, you know it works. And so I'm looking forward to trying that, I guess. And that'll definitely be cool for traveling, I think. Yeah, and right. um, and just certain, you know, when you get into work and you've spent 
the whole morning working it out with your client and, and photoshopping and drawing and then then you're like okay now i'm just gonna spend an hour stenciling you know to be able to just wire up and just print that out would be pretty luxury definitely absolutely it, it cuts out a lot of time i guess and and um you know that's one of the biggest things that matt told me he says it just it reduces the time so much because you're not having to just redo and relayer. Well, you're you're doing the same drawing, but it's it's digitally, so it's it's so much more manageable, I guess, uh, than yeah. than you know doing it analog. But um, yeah, yeah, that is the other side to it. I guess like I've always liked stenciling by hand. I never even really use a film effect. Like I I don't know, I feel like I'm getting familiar with the picture. You know, like. I'm learning, you know, and then when I when I come to do the tattoo, I kind of refer back to that the stencil with the pen marks and go, what's that shape? Oh, okay, that's it there. You know, like, it'd be scary to lose that to an extent as well. So, you know, there's, there's going to be pros and cons. But Yeah, definitely, definitely pros and cons. I mean, I think that, um, you know, you can still allow in your drawing and in your stencil that, that room to, you know, kind of move away from, you know, add your creativity to it. You know, there's a lot of guys that will do that, but they have, um, you know, those spaces, those areas within the tattoo where they say, all right, I have some freedom. I know what I can do with this. And, and they'll, they'll use those spaces to push it, but it would be nice to have very, very clean, you know, clean stencil that you don't have to worry about. Um, you know, those things, preparation is so big, right? I mean, it's, I used, um, I used the uh, Abbott color wheel again, talking about Russ Abbott, who's doing some great things for the industry and is going to continue to do some too, man, coming up. And it's, uh, you know, with the, with the Wacom and, and those tablets and, um, but I used his color wheel. Have you seen that? The Abbott color wheel? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's See, I'm just down here and you know, Lord of the Rings and just kind of, we just got computers recently, so. Right on. Well, this is like, uh, it's his take on the color wheel. So it's, 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 a you know, you hold it in your hand. It's been, he basically form formulated all of the, uh, eternal tattoo inks and he's got them mapped out on this color wheel. And so he has these different masks that you can drop over this like circular, um, view of all the eternal colors to get, a triadic, uh, uh, a triadic color pattern, a you know complementary color pattern, and it just—it's crazy, man. Because you can, you can do a monochromatic mask. So you you know you just take the the mask and you throw it up there, and you can immediately see, like you can kind of check your check your own, you know, because we go into these tattoos, and I'm sure as artists we have, I do, I have an idea about how I'm going to color it. Well, it. Yeah. One of the cool things about it was I was able to just immediately check. All right, cool. Like this is what I'm thinking for these spaces. Yeah, they all kind of fall within these areas if I wanted to do this kind of color pattern. And uh or I thought, you know, well damn, if I just I could easily quick quickly check if I wanted to do something else and it gives you these wild options of just right at your fingertips as far as coloring goes. Yeah, that's insane. Such a good idea. I love Eternal, so that's good. Good on them. Yeah, well, and shit, man. You know, the other thing it made me fucking do when I told Russ this, it made me want to buy every fucking Eternal ink, you know? Um, <laughs> I was like, that's smart, man, because I, I looked yeah. at it and I go, all right, well, I have two yellows and I have like 
couple reds or, you know, whatever. All of a sudden I want, you know, I want this, this color and that color. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. All the shit that's going on, man, in the industry, you know, with the connectivity of the internet and, and the, this explosion of, you know, it seems like this explosion of talent. Um, it's exciting to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. Definitely different uh, than definitely different than when your dad was tattooing and definitely different than when your mentor was tattooing, right? I mean, shit. What kind of styles were um, you know, over in a place like New Zealand that has such a history in tattooing? Um, what what styles are are prevalent over there? Was it It's it's a, it's a tricky one like quite funny you know we've got this real amazing rich history of um the tattoo you know the tamuku and stuff and but you know we've got one amazing guy um cohen mitchell that works with us here at um at Tip shape and he's just a mind-blowing like freehand tamuku and polynesian and he does you know beautiful traditional work and realistic work but um but it, it's quite funny our customers over here we're so far behind sometimes the the ball I think it's just same New Zealand, as <laughs> <laughs> shitty and yeah. Well, you're, yeah, so. you're saying you're behind the time. You feel like they're behind the times at, from you know. Yeah, definitely. We, you know, when we travel, we, you, like I'm coming to America, I'll get all these amazing emails. You know, people that want these cool tattoos, and I'm like, oh, wow, it's so exciting. Like, because here, you know, we we do a lot. You know, and it's rad, and I love it. But we. You know, mainly we do a lot of like family portrait stuff and you know like the lost loved ones and you know that sort of thing is where we're at with realism a lot of the time you know it's pretty hard to kind of talk someone into getting a sweet iron man tattoo or something you know like it doesn't really happen in new zealand that often so. and why do you yeah. think that is at this point um you know with the accessibility that people have to good art and knowledge about you know tattoo culture outside of new zealand um and and within New Zealand, I mean, why do you think it's uh, they have a hard time, uh, you know, jumping on board with with new ideas? It, it's I guess it's just because it is new here, you know. Like, you know, they're seeing, you know, people see it now, and you know, all these amazing tattoos that are getting done all around the world, and they're like, oh, that's great, you know. And um, but but people here can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is what the mindset, you know. So we're sure. we're changing it though, you know. Yeah. Oh. It's busy. We're getting a lot of cool stuff now, you know. So that's really exciting. How yeah. do you think? Uh, how do you think that the best way to change that mindset is? Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one. I think people just need to kind of relax and just and appreciate it for the you know the art of it. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, everyone and you know sort of. It's a lot of people are still in the mindset that your tattoo has to be this thing that means something that everyone's going to be happy with when you tell them, you know, like it doesn't, it's not what it's about. It's about collecting art. It's about, you know, just creating something new and exciting, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know, we are coming around to that over here and it's really cool, you know, so we're just on the verge of it, you know, it's only going to get better and better. Yeah. That's, that's exciting too. You know, knowing that, that you're kind of at the ground floor with this kind of, you know, resurgence perhaps of, of tattooing, mm-hmm. And this idea that you can get something that's mind blowing and, and world class, you know, where you thought you'd couldn't. Yeah. And 
And I think one big thing I noticed is like having guest artists coming to New Zealand or like guys that are thinking of coming over for the big convention over here. Like, you know, we, we had um, some people and they were like, oh, I haven't got any bookings. I, I put up a post that I'm coming to New Zealand, but I haven't had nearly any emails. And I'm like, you know, well, there's only like 3 million people, 4 million, you know, like there's more than that, but it's bad. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of customers. So I always say to people, you know, reach out and, and um, get in touch with us because we've made this, you know, this base of um, awesome customers and we've got a, a bunch of work, you know, like we've had um, Q tattoos from um, Korea. He came over and, okay. you know, short notice, and we had him booked out for a month doing rad tattoos. So That's the awesome. customers are here. You know, the customers are here, but they, you know, they're only really, they don't venture much further than the shop and a couple of other shops, you know. So. Right. Right. If there's anyone wanting to do guest spots and stuff, we definitely, you know, recommend shoot us an email or if they're thinking about the convention, you know, just on advice for the customers. Because you know, it's good. It's just taking off here in New Zealand and it's a cool opportunity, I think, for everyone to come here and see this, you know, beautiful place we live in and, you know, check it out and do some cool tattoos while you're here, you know. Mm-hmm. It's only new, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely important to, to build that base, you know, where you're at. And how important is it for you to continue traveling and, and getting out to, to more places like the London Convention and, you know, Ink and Iron and, and the conventions that are around the world? It's, it's important. It's definitely important, I think, as an artist to do it. And um, it's hard, though. Like, um, you know, I've got a little boy and, and a wife and they stay here and, and I just, you know, gallivant off across the world. And... um. It, but it it is great, you know. Like I I turn a lot of stuff down. I, I you know I talk myself out of doing a lot of them, but it is it is rad, you know. Like mm-hmm. and you know I always and make sure I do a few every year, so I'll yeah. try and cycle it and change it and and keep at it. But you know I do I do think I'm gonna take it pretty easy for now until my son's older and and um maybe then I'll do a few few crazy trips, you know, like come over and do a bunch of conventions uh-huh. when I can bring him. Yeah. Right. Currently, you got to keep it keep it close to home. Do a lot of fishing. Yeah, yeah. fishing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, yeah. And in the next few years, I definitely want to plan to start coming to America a bit more. And I'm gonna try and bring my bring my son with me and take him to do uh, Woodward um, summer camp and oh, that's and cool. stuff. Well, I'll just go and tattoo and. And do some um, guest spots, I guess, and um, you can go and practice with writing and and you know shred and have fun and yeah. If for sure, man. I I actually uh, brought my I've been to Woodward and uh, Woodward West and and brought my kid there. He spent a week there. I actually spent a week as a camp dad there, which was super fun. Met a bunch of cool people, bunch of BMX guys. I still keep in touch with Adam Banton. Shout out Adam Banton. Um, great BMX rider and, and uh, musician. Um, yeah. but it's dope, dude. I mean, I'm telling you that your kid's going to have a blast if, if, uh, if you bring them out there for sure. Definitely. Yeah, we definitely will, you know, be good for him. And like I say, it means I get to come and tattoo some people while I'm, I'm there and, um, get some of this work done, you know, yeah, start yeah. some bigger projects in America as well, you know, and be able to have that regularity of coming back to, you know, get stuff done. Yeah. It's something that you want to, you know, mix in to to your business plan is having the ability to just, you know, shoot over to those main spots, London, New York, L.A., you know, these areas that and have the clientele. I mean, it's 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool to know that there's customers there, you know. Yeah. It's always exciting when you put a post up, you know, I'm going somewhere and then you get the emails back and it's, you know, you, you just don't even fathom it really, you know, that, that there'll be people there that would want to get tattooed, you know. Yeah. It's quite cool. Coming from a place like New Zealand that, you you know, seems to me as in my conversation with you here is a little bit closed off, um, you know, and what is it like? What's the craziest thing that's happened to you when you do that? You know, you start gaining this notoriety in in tattooing and you can do that, send out a post and all of a sudden you're booked and it's mind blowing to you. You know, what's the craziest thing? Is it just beginning for you like that? Or has this been going on for a few years? And, um, it's been the last couple of years, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. It's all just crazy. Like the first year I went to London, I was like, Oh, you know, like, well, you know, what, should I be going? Like, am I good enough? Like it was so intimidating. All the level of artists there, you know, and, there's so many guys there that just, you know, run circles and it's kind of, you know, it is scary, but I knew that I needed to do it to push myself, you know, and to learn and try and get better. So, but, you know, I put a post up and I got a bunch of emails and a bunch of cool tattoos to do. So it was, you know, and, you know, even if you don't, like I've gone to a couple of places and I, I went to China and I, you know, put up a post and like no, no emails, you know, and, right. but I went there and I got some cool tattoos and I, you know, I learned a lot, you know, it was it's always, you know, that's good. It's just exciting, crazy to get out and see the world. Yeah. So, was the what was your experience like in London, going there, you know, and being booked up, knowing that you were going to be doing some fun tattoos? Does that obviously it probably boosts the confidence going into it? You know, this thing that you were kind of nervous about. Um, then it just becomes. It becomes just do the best you can on those tattoos. And are you comfortable tattooing in a in a convention environment? I mean, you said you know you like to layer color a lot. Um, it's difficult yeah. to do that. How did that play out? Um, it's fine. Like, um, I like tattooing in conventions because you know everyone's um kind of you know buzzing and having a good time and and um yeah, hopefully not hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but it, you know it's great. Like. Um, yeah, I just I just do black and grey now, pretty much every convention. Like, you know, if you see me doing colour at a convention, take a photo, you know, like, right. it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is cool being able to do a one ink bottle versus my 200 plus bottles of Eternal that I rely on when I'm doing a colour tattoo, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say, it cuts down on the shit you need to bring, right? Yeah, definitely makes life easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. That's... uh. It sounds sounds like you're, you know, just growing in, in this exciting time in your career. Um, was it something that you, when you started tattooing, was uh, this type of situation what you were always driving for? I had no idea. You know, I was a punk kid, like, <laughs> you know, I, I dropped out of school and my uh, first term of... Um, fourth form I don't know what you call that over there but you know I did I did the 13 year old class twice and then dropped out of school you know like I was a scallywag can't very read a lot very well and then I just was like fuck it I, I want to chat it like dad did and you know I tried and I didn't even thought it'd be like this you know cool. you know we struggled we struggled with it for eight years me and my partner just on the bones of our ass and you know we made rent and stuff and got around and then from to go from that to kind of how the luck we've had in the last couple of years and the, you know people have had to help us yeah no it's 
It's amazing. It's really what's cool. The, what's the thing that changed, do you think? What what took you from that point where, you know, you were you were struggling to make rent and and doing it and pushing your art? What what changed or what what took you out to that next level? I think there was two big ones. Um one was um like earlier in my career when I was getting towards the end of my apprenticeship and I um I started really looking up to Paul Booth and, and Robert Hernandez. And um, I was like, man, I want to do tattoos like them. Why are my tattoos bad? You know? <laughs> and, um, and then I, so I started trying to be more like them, which was not a great idea, but then I watched a DVD that Joshua Carlton did, mm-hmm. you know? And um, some people say that tattoo DVDs are a bad idea because it gives everyone access to what we do. But for me, like if it wasn't for that, maybe I, I wouldn't have, kind of clicked as to how to do a realistic tattoo. Uh-huh. So that's where, I, that's where I started being able to tattoo semi well, you know, I learned a lot from that. And then the next big one was there was a big earthquake in Christchurch and we moved up to Auckland here in New Zealand. It's like opposite ends of New Zealand. And, um, you know, we um, I, um, came up here and I just had a, had casual work at a shop called Sacred Tattoo. Um, amazing dude dean parkin and another guy um dan anderson they own that and um they gave me a real big kick in the ass you know they they said um they sent me down and said you know look, look at your portfolio you know like this tattoo is world class this tattoo is nowhere near world class this tattoo is great what were you doing here you know doing a japanese tattoo that i didn't know how to do like and they were like focus you know like get get some amazing reference you know and do some amazing tattoos only do that you know and um, I think I really took that on board and a few other things they said, you know, just like to just, you know, push myself like on social media and, you know, and um, yeah, to push myself on social media and to do well. And then, um, yeah, and then from, from there, um, I, I didn't have room at their shop anymore, but I took what they said, you know, to try harder and to focus and, um, concentrate on a style and, and make something for myself. I took that and I worked at another shop um, called Blue Lotus to do, which was amazing fun. And um, then all of a sudden I went from having no work to being booked out for six months. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to open a shop, you know? And then, you know, that, that, it just snowballed from there. So I just, just really focused, you know, and was like, why, why, you know, I could, I could be better, you know? And I know I'm not the best by far. There's a million amazing tattooists out there, but, you know, for, even for me to feel like I'm doing okay in there is, you know, is, you just got to want it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to explain. No, yeah, it, yeah you got it. It's it is, you know, it is just something that you you're driven for, and and you you do what it takes to to do it. You know, um, equipment has definitely changed over you know the last eleven years. Uh, I mean, parts of it has stayed the same, but there's been so many innovations with, you know, the cartridge system and um, what machines do you use? And, and talk, talk about that, the, the process of, of uh, you know, your process with yeah. the equipment. Yeah, well, you know, I use coil machines right up until, um, right up until two or three years ago, maybe two years ago. 
<laughs> not even two years ago. Jeez. And you know, I was like, ah, oh, probably going. You know, I'd, I'd use somebody. Somebody be like, oh, this this rotary tattoo machine. This is the one. And I'd do like a ten minutes of tattoo and be like, no, it's fucking not. You know. And then I'd get another one and I'd try it and it'd be the same. And I always struggled. And and then um, with my machines, I I knew the guys that owned um, Injector. You know, like I met them briefly, I guess. And and one of the guys, Chris Cash, was from New Zealand. And they gave me a machine to try, and um, it was rad, but it didn't quite suit everything I did. This was um, one of the older machines, and then so I was still on coils, you know, still using them every day. And then my work friend, um, Paul, he he had a um, flight injector machine and um, a V2, and he was like, just just use it, do do a fucking tattoo with it. And I did a tattoo with it, and it was fine. I was like, yeah, it's sick, you know. And it was cartridge, and and um, so I just went from coils to that day I was just like fuck I, I can you know use these machines they're great you know and so then you know I just used them every day after that and bought you know bought a couple more and then they ended up picking me up and sponsoring me which was really nice of them you know I guess being you know they're from Australia and I'm from New Zealand so we all get along and you know all the boys at the shop now everyone uses reliable machines you know not too many parts and they do their job you know mm-hmm. yeah are you working a cartridge system right now? Or are you? Yep. Yeah, we use cartridge. It's good. It's easy for travel. And yeah, there's lots of needles available now, so you know you can pick and choose what you use, I guess. And it's convenient, yeah. right? It's amazing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> oh I'm my t- god! You know, you know, having that, you know, even though you know, injectors doing disposable um, tubes now, you know, for the cartridge machine, and it's, you know, you never scrub another thing in your life. It's just same thing it's just cutting out that you know cutting out that need for um you know all the all the after hours work of scrubbing and cutting and cleaning <laughs> right you know, you know and it's cool to have that extra time at home you know yeah my boy and whatever you know for sure man extra time like i said before extra time for fishing right what's your what's your uh you do a lot of fishing out in in new zealand yeah man yeah we try to Tell, it, it comes and goes yeah. Tell me, tell me about it, man. Tell me your best fishing story. What do you like to fish? What kind of fish? Um, well, we fish like in New Zealand. You got what? You guys fish like bass and stuff in America, depending on where you are. I guess like if you're inland, like I don't know. But yeah. Here, like we, yeah. And you've got obviously you got amazing um game fishing and stuff as well. But in New Zealand, the game fishing's amazing. But I haven't got that far yet. Um, we we have these fish called snapper, and they're pretty cool. They they like. You know, like a trophy fish is like 20 pounds, you know, and and we catch them on like light bass gear. So that's pretty sick. Like one of my favorite types of fishing is just like, um, like plastics, you know, like little lures and fishing big snapper uh-huh. and um, kingfish and stuff. It's great. My, my craziest fishing thing we've done, I think the best day fishing I ever had, I was fishing with a guy um, called 613 from Australia, mad tattooist and another guy, um, Mystic, Mystic Tattoos and, um, he, they come over for a guest spot, and he um, he was like, I want to catch a Marco shark. And I was like, fucking sweet, we'll go and catch one. Like, we'll try. And we went out all day, and we caught, like, um, a six-foot shark, and then we caught a fresher shark and a bunch of other fish. And then at the end of the day, this um, he was chumming, like, this tuna off the side of the boat, and we see this dorsal fin coming up the back of the boat. And then this, this fish turned and swam past the back of the boat, and it was fucking huge. It was, like, <laughs> like five meters long. Like... Holy and we're shit. like, oh, God, <laughs> okay. 
you know, like maybe four. It was, it was, I don't know how to measure a fucking shark that's swimming <laughs> past the boat, but it was, it was big. And um, yeah, we ended up hooking it and we fought it for like three hours. Oh and my um, God. It, was, it was jumping like seven, eight foot in the air. Like it was amazing. Like we were all just screaming like girls. It was the coolest thing. And um, then we then we dropped it at um, uh, we had a line a line break by a swivel and um, it was gone. It didn't care. It fucking it just towed us like ten nautical miles and then swam off pulling the finger basically. Like yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Holy <laughs> shit, man! That sounds cool. Oh shit, I like it, man. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on with me, dude. Um, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Where the best place is to follow your work and um you know, uh, if they'd like to get tattooed by you or set something up with you, the best way to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, thanks a bunch for having me, man. It was amazing. And yeah, like if, if you do want to get in touch, um, my Instagram, I keep up to date. That's just Matt Jordan Tattoo um, on Instagram. And my email address is mattjordantattoo at gmail.com. Um, so if you know, if you want to tee something up for my trip to America or what have you, then um, that's the best way to get in touch with me, just the Instagram and um, and the email, yeah. Great, man. Matt, thank you so much, dude. Exciting times ahead for you. I apologize for all the little glitches and shit like that. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, make yeah. sure everybody knows that that was, uh, you know, man, shit, we're, we're talking through space right now. So, you know, cut yeah. us some slack, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the shop before you go. Okay. It's a bit of a mess. Sounds good. Can you see? No, I can't. Click click the little video button. Yeah, where is it? See, I don't know how to use this. All right. Video. Oh, yeah. You there? Oh, there we go. Yep. Look at that, motherfucker. We could have been, uh, you know, what's up, everybody? We could have been, and this yeah. is all the noise crew right here. I thought you could see me the whole time. I, I don't know how to work this. <laughs> That's going to be Yep. Hello, hello. That's Tonto and Millie over here and... This is Hoko. Nice. Hello. Name, um, but he's a cool guy. And yeah, still a good person. This is our lizard. What's the lizard's name? Optimus. <laughs> Optimus. Nice. Hey, Tonto, can you show this guy your back for me? I'll show you this back job. <laughs> oh shit. That is yeah. crazy how big that is. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yep. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah. Great, great work, dude. Thank you, Matt, again for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Oh, shit. Cool. Loyal to the coil. Look at that. His shop is lined with them. Cool, man. All well, right, yeah, man. thanks for talking to me. And, um, yeah, it's an honor. And um, I guess I'll see you in America, maybe. Yeah, Ink and Iron, dude. Everybody, come out and check out uh, Ink and Iron. I'll be there at the Sullen booth and uh, hanging out, um, bullshitting with everybody. So, yeah, man, it'll be exciting to meet you there. Okay, man, cool. Thank you. See you there. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to check out my sponsors, Sullen Clothing. You'll find them at sullenclothing.com. Kingpin Tattoo Supply, who you'll find at kingpintattoosupply.com. Ink Ease Tattoo Products. Use the promo code SullenRadio at InkEase.com and get a free sample pack of Ink Ease products with your next order. And Black Flies Eyewear. You can check them out at flies.com. I appreciate all the support, everybody. Thanks for listening. Keep hustling.